Dar ffyrdd ben yw wen, yn y symud rhwng y parlwr a'r llyn ddwfn lle y bwddwdd Susan Scott. Yr oedd llawer wedi ei weld i a chanmlynydd yn ôl, ond bydd tawiloch am flynyddoedd lawer. Y thybiau i'r iau mae dychymig oedd y chwbl. Welcome, my friends, to Time Between Times Storytelling with me, Owen Staten. Na doleg llawen i gyd. Merry Christmas to you all, and welcome to this episode. That reading I just gave was from the folklore of Wales, Ghosts, by Delith Bader and Mark Norman. And today, the story I will give you is from that book. I will leave a link where you can get the book in the show notes. But for now, sit back. And relax, as this Christmas, in the spirit of Christmas, I give you one of the creepiest ghost tales. There is nothing happy or joyous in this tale, be warned. But if you, like me, enjoy a tale traditionally told, then this could very well be for you. I will translate what I said in the introduction, and it's something that fills the treasures of folklore of Wales. These are the sort of spirits that roam our roads. These are the sort of ghosts that appear in mist-shrouded valleys. And of all the ghosts in Wales, one of the most feared is the Laddie Wen. A ghost in the form of a white lady, moving between the parlour and the deep lake where Susan Scott was drowned. Many had seen it around a hundred years ago, but there has been silence for many years, and the younger generation suspected that it was all imagined. Now that was found in the archives of the National Museum of Wales and tells us a little bit about the story I am about to tell you, one which scared the pants off me. But anyway, sit back, relax. Close your eyes if it's safe to do so, and lose yourself in a tale traditionally told. The snow is falling heavily outside, leaving a thick film of powder all over the grass and roads. The wind is still, the clouds are thick, and the streets are filled with lights and joy. As you decide to head out into the darkness one last time before Christmas to the place you love to go, the fire pit at the heart of the forest. Today has been so short, the day has been almost a blink, the night is so, so long, but we don't care because these are the days we can lose ourselves in our imagination. You walk to the edge of the forest. 
all the trees are bereft of leaves. As you step into the path, duck under the branch and make your way to its heart, passing all the landscapes you know so well. But there is a chill, there is a cold, there is a shudder as you do so. Just before you reach the fire pit at the heart of the forest, you see a branch on an old oak, and there, sitting there, watching you, is an owl, silent and serene. It watches as you pass. You reach the fire pit. The fire is blazing. The people have gathered. There is song in their hearts and stories in their soul. The darkness is becoming like a shroud, but here there is light as you sit. You look to the sky and see that the sun and the moon share the same space. Because now is the time between times, the time when it's neither night nor day, but the sun has gone and the sky is grey, the time when the veil between our world and the fairy world grows wafer, wafer thin, so thin that for a few moments, and just a few moments, you can reach into their realm, and for a few moments they can reach into ours. Now is the time that people see lights in the sky. Now is the time that people see the Talwith Teg flitting from tree to tree. Now is the time that the air is filled with shadows and shadows, shadows. Now is the time between times. Far away you can hear the howl of wolves. You can hear the growl of bears. But you know you are safe right here, right now. So relax. Let your imagination wander and listen as I give you a tale traditionally told, the tale of the Laddie Wen. Far in the north of Wales, on the Llangun to Dinmile Road, the fog was thick. A young girl comes running along the path. She is frightened. She is terrified. She is out of breath. She is running from we do not know what, but all we know that behind her the sound of a horse's hooves on the road is deafening. She breaks from the road and through the bushes and the trees. She knows not where she is going, but all she knows is that she must escape. This is summer 1915, and her name is Susan Scott. She is the vicar's daughter. She rushes and then falls and rolls down a bank. And then she can hear it, the river that leads to the lake. She looks up and with horror she finds that the path across is blocked. The water is thick, there is no bridge. Just a small boat tied at the side of the river. She looks all her hands and her face are cut from the nettles and branches she has brushed herself through. And to her horror she hears the horse leaving the road and the sound of footsteps not far away. She is panicked, she is scared, but she unties the boat. The river is running fast and quickly. The water is ice cold as she steps into the small wooden vessel and pushes away from the bank. But Susan has never rowed a boat before. Susan is scared and hurt, and before she knows it, the boat is caught in the current and whooshes down the river at a speed she did not know. She glances to the bank one last time, 
and sees a figure standing upon it before the boat overturns and the cold icy water engulfs her pulling her under one last time she raises her head above the water and screams and the foggy misty echo of that scream carries through the valley for miles the communities were in horror and shock that Susan would vanish and disappear and never be seen again. For weeks, all the folk of the villages travelled the valleys and the paths and the woods, searching for her, lanterns swinging in the breeze. The young girls from Dinmile, who were her friends, spent every day, all day, searching for Susan. But they never found her, nor the reason why she would leave so hurriedly, so quickly, and not be seen again. But time passes, as it always does, and the seasons turn, as we know, and summer becomes autumn, and autumn becomes winter. And gloom and sadness cannot last forever. On this night, this very night, in 1915, just before Christmas, the four girls who were Susan's friends were heading on the same road from Llangum to Dinmile to sing carols at the church. Their hearts were still filled with longing, but they knew that this gloomy air must be filled with happiness. Singing carols was their task, each of them carried a lantern, each of them were dressed in their finest, and the freezing mist was all around them. But there was happiness in their hearts, for this was Christmas time. They made their way along the road. It was well travelled, but not at this time of night. The darkness was like a shroud, had fallen quickly as it does at this time of year. The mist came after it so they could barely see their hands in front of their faces, only the sound of their shoes on the road on the gravel crunching as they went filled the air. They chatted amongst themselves. They sang snippets of songs. But suddenly everything seemed to change. The air seemed to change. Even the ground seemed to change. Close by they could hear the sound of the river flowing but they carried on walking. They came to a bend in the road, and as they crossed it, something happened they did not expect, for there in front of them was a figure. From head to foot, she was dressed in white. Her hair was grey and flowing, her face as old as the mountains, but as beautiful as the dawn. Her eyes bored into them, every one. They recognised her, but could not put a name, because only one name sang through the valley at this time. This was a laddie wen. One of the girls dropped her lantern, which smashed on the ground. Each of them turned and stopped and looked around. But the laddie wen raised its arm. And they all froze to the spot, held by a strength not of this earth. The spirit then took a step forward, 
its white dress blowing in the slightest breeze, its hair blowing upwards and outwards in an aspect of terror. It stepped forward, or more glided forward, as each of the girls stood rooted to the spot. It passed them and whispered in their ears. To the first girl it arrived and whispered that only she could hear. Do not fear. Susan Scott is alive. She passed to the next girl and said the same thing. Then the third. Then came to the fourth. Do not fear. Susan Scott is alive. Each of the girls was absolutely terrified, but these words brought a medicom of comfort, something small, which made them feel almost happy. But then the spirit passed through them, walking to where it stood once more, and turned, and what happened next chilled their very souls. From its back sprouted great wings, almost like it would take flight at that very moment. This seemed like the aspect of an angel, but not like any angel or fairy they had seen before. This was something far darker. And then it spoke again. Do not fear. Susan Scott is alive. But all four of you are surrounded by Death, death. As she spoke the words, the girls felt a chill run up and down their spine. If they could have, each of them would have screamed as the creature held them in its unearthly thrall. The laddie wen stared at them, one to the other. But then suddenly, and without warning, the spell was broken. The sound of galloping hooves upon the road filled the air as one of the watchmen from the village passed by. Each of them broke from what held them and turned around and looked, and the laddie wen was gone. The horsemen rode next to them and cried, Are you okay, girls? But before they could answer, the trees around them seemed to move like they had come alive and taking flight from every branch came a horde of owls beyond counting all hooting and cooing into the night they took flight in one great cloud causing everyone on the road to duck down and then they vanished the laddie wen was of nowhere to be seen the girls gathered together, all of them terrified and crying. The horsemen guided them to the small church where they told their story. The parishioners tried to comfort them, to offer them some respite. But that they would not listen to. And that very Christmas, one of the girls lost her father to an accident. Another lost her sister to illness, and two of the girls who were sisters 
lost their mother, giving birth to a small child. The doom-laden prophecies of the laddie Wen had come true, and each of them lived with those prophecies for the rest of their life. But that lady, that laddie Wen, that ghost that had not been seen on that path was seen many times after. Now though, as I spoke at the start, she has not been seen for a long time, all those who pass on the Llangum to Dinmile Road fear what they may encounter on the darkest of nights as we celebrate Christmas and the coming of the new year. And that story I shall call Susan Scott is Alive. And I thank you ever so much for sitting here at the fire pit at the heart of the forest to listen with me to this terrifying tale traditionally told. I want to thank my good friend Delith Bader for the permission to tell that tale, for it is her work in the archives that digs out these old stories lost in the mists of time. My name is Owen Staten and I am a storyteller and this is Time Between Times Storytelling. I hope you have a fantastic Christmas and a brilliant New Year. Please come back and join me here. If you enjoy what you listen to here, please support me if you can at ko-fi.com forward slash Owen Staten or become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Owen Staten 7. And look out for my live storytells on Twitter or X as it's known now. My name on there is at Owen S. Griffiths. I would love your company over Christmas to listen to more tales. But take care, my friends. I hope and wish for all the happiness in the world for you. And I will see you soon. No stop.